Hello and welcome to the fifth full-length episode of the Death Talk But Metal podcast. You are listening to the dulcet tones of Gary Grimm. And the smooth, sexy, sultry sounds of Tane. I don't think any of the words that you just used applied to what you just did. Well, look, wait, wait until you hear my awesome solo album coming out later this year. Uh, your solo album, okay, what's that called? Uh, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be called Soul Patch. Soul oh. Patch, Soul Patch in the Sun. Soul Patch in the Sun. It's that... gonna be the number one spring album, mark my words. Where? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds know. it sounds more like number two to me. But anyway, <laughs> welcome everyone. Welcome. Now, Tane, you might be wondering why I brought you here today. I uh, always wonder why you put me in a burlap sack and, and drive me to a secret location. Well, it's not a secret anymore as I've let you out so we can record the podcast. But we are currently in the middle of a crossroads and the time is getting close to midnight. Uh... Look, I didn't have any good ideas for the theme song for this episode, did you? Well, no, like I said, I was busy working on my album, so I wasn't even... Soul patch in the sun, apparently. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to see that you got your priorities right there. Anyway, I brought you here because I didn't have uh, a good idea for the theme song, and I figured Crossroads, Midnight, a little bit of uh, Satanic Magic... Probably put a K on the end of magic there. Oh, yeah. Can we fit any Vs in to replace any other vowels? Sure, why not? Yeah, cool. It'll be in the description. Two, two I's and a V in between the two I's in magic. Yeah, sounds good. Excellent. Uh, and so I am just uh, going to uh, meditate and go into a trance and hopefully summon up uh, a at least a demon if not satan himself yeah well look we'll see who's free but i mean you know it's okay it's a sunday night is exactly we're busy yeah sunday is a busy time for all these um imaginary things that's true that's true uh so anyway we'll see what happens where we'll record the results and that will be our theme song for this episode yeah cool let's do it fingers crossed anyway i mean anything that you can cross do it now Oh, sorry about that. I forgot Pref- to zip up. <laughs> Preferably inverted cross. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that was lame. All right, here we go. I'm going into my trance. Here we go. Fuck me. What, uh, what just happened? I... Did anything happen? I don't know. I mean... I felt a bit strange for a second, but... I feel and smell like at least one of us has shat ourselves. So nothing's changed there. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I was just looking for some stability. But... Right. Yeah, sure. But I definitely feel fucking weird. Look, we'll listen back to the recording later. Maybe that worked. Maybe it didn't work. If so, we'll um, 
we'll think of something. Yeah, look, I, I'm still confident that it's still going to be better than all of those Ghost Hunter guys going like, Are you there, Ghost Bro? Satan, are you there, man? Like, I'm hoping that we've got something better. I don't think that will be very hard at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's out of the way. Hi, how are you doing? Hey. Uh, I know you've been waiting for a bit of uh, existential nonsense. So Always. Forever. So I'm going to just um, give you some Jean-Paul Sartre at the moment. He says, anything, anything would be better than this agony of mind, this creeping pain that gnaws and fumbles and caresses one and never hurts quite enough. Uh, he also says hell is other people and being here recording this podcast with Tane, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, it's definitely something that sticks close to home. <laughs> definitely. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> oh, Johnny P. <laughs> Johnny P. Johnny P.S. P.S. I love you. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, enough faffing about. Let's get to some music, shall we? Let's fucking do it. Alright, so what have we got first? Well, we're actually going to be listening to a band called Dead Space from Perth. These guys have just released an album called In a Static Sorrow. Nice. Yeah, so Gary, what did you think of these guys anyway? Well, yeah, I found these guys on Bandcamp, I believe, Mm -hmm. and I'd heard a bit of talk about them. Uh, previously and I had a listen and there's a lot of really good um, DSBM stuff depressive suicidal black metal stuff in there uh, that kind of holds its own against bands like Life Lover and um, uh, Happy Days and all that kind of stuff but there's also a few kind of rockier moments a few kind of more mellow moments uh, there's really a lot going on here b- beyond just the uh, the DSBM side of things, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I was struck straight away that um, even throughout the first track, how much uh, they, the sound changes actually quite a lot while still operating within those kind of depressive themed kind of... Uh, you know bands like uh, like you said Life Lover Mm -hmm. Early Catatonia I could definitely hear and that kind of thing and and just that whole a lot of Swedish bands like Hallmark Swedish bands of that kind of sound they've definitely been inspired by those guys I think Uh, but they also have that that harsher black metal vocal tone throughout that's the one constant I found which ties it together definitely I I really enjoyed it I think they're a very interesting uh, band with a bit of something for everyone you know if the black metal fans will find something they like there and um you know alternative and rock fans might find something as well yeah they i think they um especially towards the end of the album they kind of experimented with some sounds that maybe aren't quite as associated with black metal uh which i found was quite cool like even a little proggy in parts as well um, but it was one thing that was very interesting reading about this. Um, apparently, they've actually been sitting on this material for about a year. Uh, the recording process yeah, uh, that's right. took them quite that. a while. And uh, apparently, just the personal nature of the material sort of meant that they 
kind of had to step back from it for a while, which does definitely keep in tone with the sort of depressive black metal stuff. Oh, totally. Uh, the, the vocalist on this album is, uh, is definitely got some, uh, some issues going on there. He is a tortured motherfucker. Definitely. Totally. Uh, but it makes for good music. It seems. Yeah. Anyway, I really like this album. I'm super keen to hear what they do next. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, we're going to listen to a track now. What track are we going to listen to there, Teen? Uh, We're going to be listening to In My Darkest Place, I Lie Alone. Very grim. Here we go. We have Dead Space. We have In My Darkest Place, I Lie Alone.
odd space there from Western Australia with In My Darkest Place, I Lie Alone from their last album, which was called In Ecstatic Sorrow. Coming up next, we have an awesome death metal band called Grave Miasma. They released, uh, I think it's an EP. It's I think it's long enough to be an album, but I think they're yeah. just saying it's an EP. It's called Endless Pilgrimage, and it's out on Profound Law Records. Tane, what did you think of this one? Oh, um, as soon as I heard it, uh, you know, the intro starts with this really obtuse sitar kind of sound uh, that goes into this great, you know, occult black and death metal uh, thing that just keeps going. It sets the tone for the whole release. Um, yeah, I really thought the sitar there was effective and it kind of makes an appearance throughout that track. Just little hints of it here and there. Yeah really thought that was effective yeah well the use of melody in general uh i i would kind of compare it to a very emperor-like kind of approach to it but they still had that consistently brutal death metal vibe uh that i put down to something more like traditional bolt thrower stuff or something like that perhaps. Uh, I, was, I was waiting every episode uh, i have a bolt thrower reference it's either bolt thrower or windy yeah and- <laughs> but no that's it's it like i mean like that for me personally that's my as far as death metal stuff if it sounds like that i mean kind of thing sure but i could hear it and that's it like it does have that more traditional tone like i said mixed with uh you know even a band like behemoth or Belza or something sure. like that a uh, windier or no no windier <laughs> no windier yeah man that I, these guys are just um they're very interesting. They're, you know, it's still kind of really brutal death metal, but there's just an interesting spin to it. I don't think there's like a reverb or an echo or something on yeah. there that makes them sound almost otherworldly. Yeah, well, that occult sound thing that a lot of bands go for, it's using a lot more atmospheric space within the music. And that's the thing. I mean, yes, I know I always talk about Bolt Thrower because I fucking love them. But there is that consistent tone that they have, that brutality, mm-hmm. and it's that kind of straightforward chuggingness. You know, it's like you. Everyone who loves death metal likes that kind of sound. If you're into old school death metal, I find. Yeah, these guys nail it. There's a lot of old school influences in there. You can hear it, but they also have a little bit of something new to bring it into the modern day. Yeah, they're relevant. They're not just rehashing, uh, which I've found kind of refreshing. Totally. And uh, we're going to listen to the first track of uh, Endless Pilgrimage. And this track is called... Oh, I picked a good one to try to pronounce. <laughs> Yama. He's the, uh, the the god of the afterworld. Of course. Yeah. The, um, the messenger of death, in fact. Yama transforms to afterlife. Sit back and enjoy some grave miasma. Nice dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. <laughs> I have a face and a voice for radio. Grave Miasma coming at you right now. Thank you. 
unhappy Londinians grave miasma with their track Yama Transforms to Afterlife. What what does anyone have to be happy about, though, really, at the end of the day? Ooh. Oh, I thought you were going to be going topical London thing, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, that that stands. No, so. any political talk on this podcast, well, you can stick it up your Brexit hole, basically. Uh, quite. Mm, What's next? Secondary topical. <laughs> What's uh, next? <laughs> okay, so uh, next we're going to be talking about uh, this amazing Canadian band called First Fragment, who have just released their album Desane through Unique Leader Records. So what were you thinking about this one, Gary? Uh, wow, these guys, they're kind of like a technical death band, but with so much more going on than just technical death metal. I think the, the crux of their songwriting is technical death, and then there is a whole lot of classical influences yeah. in there, yeah. a lot of Latin, flamenco, a lot of jazz, a lot of pop hooks almost there's just a little it's a really strange mix i don't want to say mr bungle because it's not quite as out there as no like well that. i was uh i was kind of thinking when i was listening to them with the combination of of sounds and, and genres that they've blended straight away it reminded me of california's necrogoblicon but maybe not quite so ham-fisted this is actually showcasing a lot more technical side i think here sure it's not I, th- I think a lot of bands that throw all these kind of elements in can sometimes come across as a little bit kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cheesy, uh, comical. Not cheesy. Um, when they use something to get attention. Uh, oh, gimmicky. Gimmicky, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the case with these guys. I think they're just, they're kind of reveling in how strange they are. They are also very... Uh, adept uh, musicians to you can hear that throughout especially especially the bass plays such an important part in there yeah definitely I'm, I'm not sure i'm guessing that's a fretless bass from listening to it and that and that style that uh a lot of other bands we've listened to kind of thing i mean uh, if we're speaking measuring sticks like that steve di giorgio tone mm-hmm. definitely very similar to that uh but i mean that's the thing like as you said uh there's so much happening here but it's not that kind of cheese factor. I mean, there, there, there is a bit of tongue-in-cheek stuff in there, I think, definitely. Especially, uh, I mean, I, I'd say track three, uh, the entity, uh, straight away that goes into a bossa nova beat. <laughs> and, uh, but it's not cheesy, it's not bad. It's just showcasing the fact that these guys, their chops are so fucking good that they can make that metal. Like, it's neoclassical fucking thrashing super technical stuff and they can do it however the fuck they want i was very impressed by this album yeah i think the only downside to this album was sometimes the mix didn't quite uh live up to what they were playing so you kind of had to uh put put it together in your head what they were going for Mm. but that's just a really minor quibble when it comes to this amazing album it's really it really needs to be heard to be believed. So, yeah, that's it. Like, so let's listen to it. <laughs> yeah, let's listen. So we're going to be listening to the track Gula. This is from First Fragment's new album, Desane. Actually, before we throw to that, when I first uh, discovered these guys and I sent you a link to this song, mm. uh, you sent me back via email uh, the first comment 
on the YouTube video for this. Do you remember what it was? No, I don't actually remember. It's it was just a WTF. So what the fuck did I just listen to? And uh, yeah. you wholeheartedly agreed with that. Yes. And I think the listener might agree with that as well. Yes. So here we go. So be prepared to be what the fucked. Yes. Be prepared to be um, baffled. <laughs> this is Gula. Gula by First Fragment. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
away from Canada there was first fragment with a little track called Gula. Uh, up next, we're heading to Norway and a oh, band. Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I better pack. S- speak some of your Norsk. Jag pratar svenska lite grann, men inte så mycket. Men jag har jag huvudhatt med horns här. And double that for your dad as well. Yeah. Uh, this band has really blown me away. They are a band called Virus, and they have released an album called Memento Collider, which is out now through Charisma Records. Team. It's funny. I only just thought about this. Like, um, this album is as confusing as the movie Memento as well sure uh, but and, and it is all backwards is it not <laughs> <laughs> but seriously shit like speaking of mental fucking crazy stuff this album rules as I was listening to it for the first time uh, <laughs> I was thinking it's kind of like it's more avant-garde than Howard Moon from the Mighty Boosh fronting Blixer Bargeld's latest collaboration with Diamante Galas it is <laughs> I think it's an apt description. (laughs) Seriously, the first time I listened to it all the way through, I was just sitting there and it reminded me of the first time I heard a Trout Mask Replica by um, Captain Beefheart. They're kind of like the metal uh, cousin of Captain Beefheart, except it's metal, but it's not... Uh, your typical metalheads uh, definition of metal. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, uh, like we said, even this episode referencing someone else, and we, we've talked about other stuff. When we talk about kind of weird, obtuse kind of stuff, uh, a, a sort of reference point is often someone like Mr. Bungle. Uh, it, it's so far removed from that, but um, it's. It is that kind of again that occult feeling that you get from listening to certain black metal bands, sure. uh, but it, musically, stylistically, it's so different. It's kind of like it's kind of like I don't know. It's been done before, but jazz metal, but like nothing that you've ever heard before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I was saying before the podcast. Um, Entertain that I'd really like to see these guys uh, tour with someone like Meshuggah. Yeah. That kind of off kilter. I think they'd go really well together. They're not the same sound by, by any means, but they've got a, a few similarities there, I think. Yeah, well, it's funny because I think um, they kind of they bridge between styles because they could go with someone like Meshuggah, but they could also equally go with someone like Einstein under Neubaut, and they could go with oh man like even Dirty 3 or something like that like it'd go well man imagine Virus and Dirty 3 <laughs> Dark Mofo if you're listening yeah Dark Mofo get onto these make guys make that happen <laughs> we will be down we will bring people if you do that if if we can't make that happen for DTABM then uh, the club night then <laughs> Dark Mofo get on that anyway these guys again they need to be heard to be believed and and so we're going to listen to a track called Rogue Fossil. Or oh, you got to say it in the voice. Rogue Fossil. There we are. Much better. So here's Rogue Fossil <laughs> by Virus off their album Memento Collider. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
is Virus there with Rogue Facil. The next segment we're going to do, it's one that we've done before. Uh, We don't really have a name for it yet. Uh, We did this previously with Amon Amarth's latest album. I can't even remember what it's called now. Young Viking. Yep, that's it. Mm. Uh, where we both listen to the album, uh, an album that is sure to be divisive. Uh, we don't talk about the album to each other until we're here recording. That's easy because I don't like talking to you until we need to do this. Anyway. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You, you tell me that's the only time you will talk to me is to tell me that. <laughs> um, so the album that we're covering uh, this time around we're not going to be playing a track from it but uh i think both of us agree that that's probably a good thing yeah uh it's a album called magma and it's by a band that we both love or used to love yeah definitely previously in this instance called uh, gojira <laughs> so let's start with you tane what did you think Okay, uh, a lot of you who are listening, I'm sure you've probably already heard Magma. Um, you'll all have your opinions and whatnot, and it is kind of uh, a little backstory if you haven't heard much or if you're a fan. Uh, they haven't recorded an album for a while. Uh, the Duplantia brothers, uh, who are the sort of backbone of Gajira, backbone, see what I did there? Oh. Uh, uh, they unfortunately lost their mother earlier this year. And um, they've also signed to Roadrunner. And so there's a lot of big changes happening with them. We all expected to hear musical changes, I think. Sure. With this album. Agreed. But um, this much of a change, maybe not so much. So, I mean, what did you think anyway, Gary? Yeah, I mean, all those factors that you just mentioned, Roadrunner, uh, Death in the Family, uh, you got to expect change. And I really, I don't mind a band changing things up when Opeth made Heritage, for example. I really enjoyed Heritage. Yeah. Or when Mastodon started changing things up, I liked some of it. Yeah, uh, definitely. And there are positive things about Magma. Uh, I don't mind the clean vocals all that much. I know a lot of people are saying uh, it's a very kind of divisive issue, the clean vocals versus the growling. But um, it's just, to me, these songs don't show the depth of vision and songwriting. Uh, they don't show the show- songwriting chops that we know these guys have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, couldn't agree more, definitely. There are definitely great moments uh, littered throughout. I think there was a track, I think it's called Only Pain. Yeah, that, that was quite. That was actually quite good. That's probably the best track on the album. And then beyond that, I, I don't really... There was little moments here and there, but nothing that really stood out to me. Yeah, well, that's it. And I mean, uh, for listeners out there who... Uh, who consider themselves like real metalheads and, and you're probably aware of the Roadrunner curse. Uh, it's look, honestly, I don't think Roadrunner reps are going up to Gajira going, Hey guys, you know, this time we need something a bit more, uh, you know, uh, accessible for the listeners and stuff so we can sell the albums. It's I would, nothing like that. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with some of the other in 
impressive fails that they've uh, they've had. But look, honestly, I think it is these guys experimenting, and you know, with all experiments, there's a risk of it not working quite so well. And as you said, Gary, we know these guys have such amazing songwriting skills. Totally. Uh, the the signature kind of uh, polyrhythmic aspects of their music are largely gone. Like, just not even present in this album. Totally stripped back kind of uh, songwriting here. Mm. Really basic for this band. Yeah, it's relying more on uh, hooky riffs, which I found. Um, you know, like uh, Silvera, which was, you know, one of the one of the singles, one of the clips, uh, and as much as you said, you know, uh, the, the clean vocals were a nice departure in some parts, I thought they were trite for the, for the chorus of this in particular. Yeah, that's one example where it didn't work. Uh, the, the clean vocals did work in some parts, and I thought that was maybe one of the positive changes, adding a bit of that, mm. but there wasn't... It wasn't a subtle change. It was a dramatic shift. Mm. And again, sometimes that can work. I, I personally don't think it did in this instance. Mm. A lot of people, a lot of the things that I'm reading about this online, though, a lot of people are loving this album. So, hey, maybe after a few more listens, I might like it. I, I'm not sure. The thing is, I can't see myself listening to this album whenever I feel like going like, ah, oh, I'd really like to hear some Gujira. I just, I can't see myself doing it. And there's so much, there's so much better material. Yeah. And I mean, even guys. the parts, and I think we might have a difference of opinion here for the last track, Liberation. Uh, I actually, for what was supposed to be a very personal album for these guys, sure. where there was, you know, because it's not quite so intense rhythmically and, and, and riff-wise, uh, having a bit more room to breathe throughout the whole album, I thought would give it some really nice subtleties. And I thought the last uh, the last acoustic track, Liberation... Yeah, this which, is the instrumental track. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was actually an improvisation as well. Right. So, And I thought that was at least a bit more the real deal of Gajira that you're getting, uh, whereas the the cleaner vocals that I heard throughout the rest and the stripped back melodies I thought were actually very, um, uh, dare I say, contrived. Sure, I think I think we're repeating ourselves a little bit here, but um, I think I think we've gotten our opinions across, and it's interesting to hear for the first time what you think of it. Yeah, yeah, likewise, and that's it. And obviously, you guys are all going to have your own opinions. I've I've seen other reviewers saying that this is their their black album, or this is their heritage. Or I've I've heard some people say that this is their best album, and some people say this is the best album this year. I also tend to think that people who have said that this is going to be the best album this year also think that Down With The Sickness is the best metal album of all time. That could That is a possibility. <laughs> uh, one positive thing I will say about this is I've heard, I think, at least two of these tracks played live uh, on YouTube. Uh, so from festivals that they've been playing uh, with their new material. And... Uh, filled me with hope that I might actually enjoy these songs in the live setting. Yeah. Because they did fucking own it. Yeah, yeah. the Gujira always own it live. I mean, I know... They've never disappointed me any time that I've seen them live, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Gujira will always sound like Gujira when they are playing as Gujira live. It was never going to be disappointing in that sense. 
and I am hoping that the new tracks come across better. Uh, that I'm well, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe we're missing something. So if you listen to this album and you have a different opinion or you share our opinion of uh, of magma, yeah, uh, hit us up with a comment on SoundCloud or on Facebook. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you guys have any suggestions for albums that might be like this that you might want to hear us talk about, sure, definitely. Yeah, anything that you think we've missed anything like that that would be great cool cool uh so moving on what's next ah well uh we've actually got something that i think at least we have a, a united opinion on but a much more positive one in this case uh behexen have released a new album called the poisonous path through devonmer morty productions yes they have uh I uh, sometimes contribute to Heavy Music Magazine, Australian Heavy Magazine. They recently asked us to do a top uh, 10 albums of 2016 so far. And it was a close call, but this album for me came in number one. And with good reason, because I'm a huge black metal fan. These guys are a black metal band. And... There are, there are things about black metal that I... Modern black metal that I like and that I dislike. Sometimes it's good when you get a really nicely produced album. Sometimes it's good when you get something that's a bit muddy and a bit dirty, a bit grimy. I think these guys strike the balance perfectly on this album. It's not so produced that it sounds too clean cut to be a black metal album. But it's not so clean that um, it loses the kind of cult grim aesthetic that the this kind of band is going for. Yeah, and it's interesting that you talk about, like, you know, as far as an album coming across like that, I also think this is an album where you listen from start to finish. And this is something that we don't actually see that much of these days. Like, I, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't spot uh, any filler at all on this album i think i thought i enjoyed it from go to woe basically yeah yeah definitely i i've found every time i've sat down to try and listen to this and maybe pick out one track that we could showcase on here that i ended up just sitting down and listening to the whole thing uh, and especially in winter right now it's cold it's gray it's ah uh, i really love this this is something that deserves a bit of time i think for your listening definitely definitely um yeah it's it's really worth your while if you're a black metal fan or if you're kind of getting into black metal and you want to hear something new that's um this is probably one of the better newer black metal albums that i've heard in quite a while yeah and also though like if you're um you know if you're all cunting cult cunt you're a bit of a cult cunt grim person sure um i that find makes total sense yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. we know what we mean we know what we mean <laughs> but um i i find that there is you know musically uh and production wise as a unifying factor that a lot of early black metal has but it's just a greater quality and you know people do have that trade-off thing where it's like uh you know it doesn't sound raw enough or anything sure. like that but the production here i think really warrant to listen for people who are picky on their black metal like i said it kind of just strikes it right down the middle perfectly mm. uh so a bit of something for everyone a yeah. lot of a lot of blasting and a lot of kind of slower dirgier moments 
let's listen to some now. Yeah, let's the, listen. The album that they bought out is called The Poisonous Path. We're going to listen to the title track of that album. And for some of the slower listeners out there, the title track is also called The po- Poisonous Path. What's it called? The The Poisonous Path. Okay, got it. By Behexen. Where are they from? Are they from Norway? No, they're from Finland. Oh, from these Finland. Guys, these guys are Finnish. Of yeah, course. Some, uh, woo. I, I lose some cult with a V uh, points there for not knowing that they were Finnish. You're a true cunt, not true cult. Yeah. Well, we we knew that already, though, didn't we? <laughs> yes. That's so, the Hessian sack. <laughs> so, title track, Off of Poisonous Path, by Behexen. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go.
was Behexen with the title track of their latest album, The Poisonous Path. Uh, man, I love that album so much. Yeah, it's very solid. Uh, coming up next, we have a band from Brazil, uh, all-female thrash metal band uh, called Nervosa, and their latest album is called uh, Agony, and it's out now on Napalm Records. Brazil. So, Tane, what did you think of Nervosa? This album is uh, its quite a step forward from the stuff that I had heard previously from these ladies. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I'd say material-wise and recording-wise, it, it's tighter, it's got a bit more punch, uh, and the vocals in particular I think are a bit more showcased here, where they were sort of blended a little bit more in with the rest of the music last album. Here, I... I straight away they kind of really shot out for me and sure. I really enjoyed this album a lot sure you can hear a lot of um, Chuck from Death in these vocals yeah but I, th- I think overall these these um, ladies are a uh, thrash metal band definitely old school thrash mm. uh, not really you know reinventing the wheel in the thrash department there but they're just really good at what they do uh, with just really catchy riffs and um, some great musicianship here. Yeah, and I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit uh, before we recorded, uh, and like you said, yes, it's very thrash, but I found some sort of extreme metal elements in here as well. And it's it's hard to sort of go past as far as comparisons, you know, talking about earlier Arch Enemy with Angela Gossow and whatnot. And... Uh, I find that the music here is a little bit more, uh, rather than the dynamic starting on 10 and staying on 10, I found it a bit more interesting, and also the singer's vocals are just a bit more dynamic as well, uh, especially in the last track uh, as well. Yeah, well the bonus track, uh, Wayfarer, where she actually sings, there's some clean vocal on there, and it's almost like a old school rock slash soul uh vocal performance here yeah it's funny um i was definitely thinking about sort of nola style blues kind of shit and this is something that i'd like i'd like to hear more from especially with female fronted like you know female vocalist metal bands where rather than just trying to sort of keep up with the boys club thing you know people can do that that's fine uh and it still works a lot of the time but this last track really clinched it for me for this album yeah i, I think regardless of uh, of gender uh i think showing your influences outside of the genre of metal isn't a bad thing mm. and it kind of feels like that's what they're doing with this track they're kind of showing that there's more to us than just straight ahead thrash or thrash death or the extreme metal yeah yeah and that's it like b- before i got to l- this last track th- this is the last album i listened to before this this podcast recording i already really enjoyed this album but this give, gave me a much deeper appreciation totally so yeah if you want some extreme uh, metal mixed in with a bit of like teutonic thrash like yeah sodom there's a little bit of Slayer in there, even going away from the Teutonic stuff. Yeah. Uh, then check out uh, Agni by Nervosa. Yeah. And we're going to be listening to a track called Intolerance Means War. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
from Nervous's new album Agony out through Napalm Records. Coming up next, we are going to be listening to... We've actually talked about these guys before, but uh, now we finally have permission to play them. This is Plebeian Grandstand. They've released their new album False Highs, True Lows. They have. Uh, yeah, we talked about it in the last episode, I think. Mm, yeah. I'd been trying to get in contact with... I think his name is Matthias from uh, Throat Ruiner Records uh and didn't have any luck and then he eventually got back to me and saying yeah of course you can play whatever you want thank Uh, you matthias so thank you uh this this band is something else i guess they're a black metal band (laughs) but their riff structure is very different there's a lot of unexpected twists and turns so there's like a black metal aesthetic to the whole thing with blast beats and angry screeching rasping vocals but and even a few doomy moments in there Mm. but again they just they bring a little bit of x factor to it as well yeah it's very much a controlled chaos kind of approach to this you know like a lot of bands uh you know go that chaotic thing and they kind of lose a little bit or that maybe the mix is too much and and the sound suffers for it but i think with these guys uh you know it's a rare band that can create a sound without either sounding one way or the other like that too chaotic or too restrained because people seem to have strong feelings about either way there uh but this really doesn't lose any punishing power or credibility here. definitely not i think they really strike the balance here Mm. and um i think last time i kind of compared them a little bit to shamash who we played on the last episode yeah yeah I can see a little bit of that still uh, as I listen to this album a bit more. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we've already talked about these guys. Uh, We've listened to them a bit more. They're one of those bands that we've both come back to and wanted to keep playing now that we've heard back. And if you haven't listened to them, now's your chance. Yes. So, What's the track that we're going to play, Tane? This is Tributes and Oblivions from Plebeian Grandstand's new album, False Highs, True Lows. Love that album title yeah (laughs) here we go plebeian grandstand get it up y'all
Fabian Grandstand there with Tributes and Oblivions. And we are drawing close to the end of this podcast episode. Have you had a good time? We'll wait for you to answer. Yep, we'll just wait. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> um, before we get to the last track that we're going to play, and you're going to want to stick around for this because it is a fucking heavy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to spruik some of our wares, so to speak. Yep, our snake oil. Uh, the next Death Tour but Metal Club Night at the time of this recording is on the 1st of July. Is called Going to Hell. Why are we going to hell, Gary? Well, you see. <laughs> there are a lot of answers for this, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> b- besides the obvious, we are moving from upstairs at the Valve Bar... Uh, so this show on the 1st of July is going to be the last show upstairs. After this one, we'll be moving downstairs into the underground stage where we had our scrounge wave show. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a reference to any failed, um, festival that was happening at around that time. Yeah. I mean, uh, I couldn't be madder about the fact that uh, I can't think of anything hey, to compare hey, it to. Jay, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for this last show, should I even bother going through it? I don't think anyone's going to show up to this last <laughs> No way, no way. This one's going to be great. It's going to be good to show off, uh, you know, send off the top room. Because it's been good to us. It has been good to us. And you should really come along because I'm going to be spinning some tracks. Tane's going to be spinning some tracks. We've got Natriz, we've got... DJ Heathen. We've got Heathen in the house. He's going to be spinning some tracks as well. So a super special guest. He was a guest on our second ever event, yes. I think. Yeah. And he did a great job. He really got the, the floor going as well, which was great to see. Um, so you're really going to want to check out what he's doing. But if that's not enough for you, we have the geez the incomparable the beautiful uh, betty bandit doing a routine to typo negative one of both of our favorite bands yeah i am so so fucking excited to see this she's done it once before in a different venue Mm -hmm. maybe uh but i mean i'm sure a lot of you guys are typo fans as well and if you haven't seen betty bandit we know you're going to be a fan of her as well. This is going to be the venue for her to do it at yeah. as well. The typo fits in with what we're doing. Mm. Uh, so come along for that. We've also got games and prizes. Uh, Tane, do you want to talk about the game that we're going to have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll have our Black Metal Twisted because, you know, it always goes down well. That's always fun. Sure. But I, I'm halfway through doing something special. I don't know, we don't normally get political or anything like that, but uh, July 1st is the day before the Australian election. Yes, the federal election is on the 2nd of July. Yes, so I am doing a very special piñata, uh, which is going to be a mix of Australian politics with Cthulhu-esque uh, horrible body part mutilation and some very special prizes inside this yeah. piñata. Let, let's just say that. We won't go into any further detail. You're going to have to come along and check it out. Uh, entry is going to be half the usual price. Uh, so it's only going to be $5 for this event. And um, beyond that, 
once we do actually go to hell, we have a, a, a club event on called Welcome to Hell. This is falling on the 19th of August. And damn, we've got a lineup for you for this. Uh, because we're downstairs with that stage downstairs, we can have more performances and more bands. So we've got in no particular order because I haven't put the lineup order together yet. Is this an exclusive? <laughs> no particular order. Like I said, we've got uh, Sydney local party thrasher metalheads, uh, basic ecstasy. Sorry, let me try that again. Basic ecstasy, spelt with a whole bunch of K's and a few S's thrown in for good measure. Are there any V's for grimness? No, I, I don't think they're that grim a band. They're no, I don't think these band, guys are grim. It's party. We've got them. We've got from Hunter Valley. You may recognize them from, I think, our last episode, which is episode four. They're a band called The Loom of Time with their grim, nihilistic uh, lyrics and their kind of melodic, progressive, death, doom, black metal. We are super excited to have these guys live because we love the album. Both of us have been still listening to this album, but we're really, really glad to have these guys live for us. If you haven't heard them yet, go out and check, go back and check that last episode out, or um, just go find them on Bandcamp. You won't be disappointed. We also have a band uh, called Snow Leopard. Uh, they're Sydney locals. They've been going around for a while. They've been getting a lot of uh, support slots for some really good shows. And uh, I saw them at Bangers and Thrash a couple of weeks ago at the time of this recording. And um, they were amazing. They totally blew me away. And it's the first time I'd actually had a chance to see them. And it's just classic metal, really epic sounding, over the top kind of bravado. That's the kind of stuff that I really love about old school metal. And yeah, the kind, kind of, of shit that goes down well live. And uh, their live show is not to be missed, so don't miss it. Uh, we've also got a little band. Well, they're not very little. It's a bit of a super group. Uh, it's a band called The Plague, nah. feat- featuring on vocals. The one and only. The one and only. The full Mike Ryan. Uh, he is uh, a local uh, at Death Tour by Metal. He's been to, I'm pretty sure, just about every Death Tour by Metal event that we've played. And pretty much every other metal gig I've been to in Sydney. I'm, it's not a metal gig unless I see Mike Ryan, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure too. This will be maybe their, only their second ever performance. Yeah, live. I think it is. And we've been waiting to see this guy live for ages. His Chuck Schuldiner impression is flawless. Yeah, he, he's done a bit of vocal work at the club before along to Spirit Crusher, I think. And any other bands that we play, usually Demolition Hammer, that he, uh, <laughs> that he enjoys. For those uh, who may or may not have heard our, um, our Quizamall episode, we also did a special uh, DJ set called... Um, Peace Sells, but Mike Ryan. And uh, it was just all the stuff that he requests from us every time that we have one of our events... And it was pretty epic. Uh, if you haven't heard the Quizamall episode, go back and have a listen now. Not many people have listened to that one. I think the 
people that were interested in it were there so <laughs> yeah that that was the the great storm of 2016 that night, yeah wasn't it? yeah it was terrible weather so not a lot it was still an impressive turnout for the weather that was outside i was pretty happy with um you know the people that came through the door i was also very happy to be a wacky morning dj sure (laughs) with your sound effects yeah uh if you haven't heard that you also might not have heard our uh black metal episode which is just me that i recorded while tane was away over in new zealand yes i was scoffing fashion chops i was laughing at accents i was seeing baby seals i was finding dead seals that was interesting but uh something for everyone there yeah uh and not only that we are still involved in metal united down under and there are going to be some announcements coming up for that so keep an eye out not only on our facebook page but on the metal ruse page on the metal united down under page hit the event go click going because you're not going to want to miss it and that will keep you up to date on all of that we are also involved in Thrashamall. And uh, now that is coming up on the 26th of November. And that's at the Hideaway Bar uh, in Enmore. Now, the lineup so far is pretty amazing. Uh, Rad Thrashley from Disintegrator and of Slime Pit Records is putting uh, this show together. And he's done an amazing job. He, we've got a. Uh, basic ecstasy we have about batuk we have the plague with mike ryan uh we have sorcery who i've seen live before and they were very very impressive yeah i've got to check those guys out yeah oh you'll get a chance on the 26th of november uh there's disintegrator playing which is red's band and uh, also wretch who I believe are from Queensland. They, uh, oh no, sorry, Canberra. Uh, yeah, you're gonna wanna check them out for sure. Uh, besides all that, I don't think there's much else to talk about. We have talked about a lot, so maybe we should just go to the last track. I, I should shut the fuck up, and we should listen to a band i believe they're from the states they are they're from california these guys california it's a band called nails and i'm sure a lot of you have heard this album uh it's called you will never be one of us and it's out through nuclear blast tane do you have anything you want to say about this album i will always love a hardcore band that are actually hard there are just so few these days but these guys they don't fucking pussyfoot around it's fucking killer shit this new album they're kind of like the wormed of hardcore bands yeah actually that's a great comparison uh, there's enough hardcore in there to kind of keep the meathead hardcore throwing a football around hardcore fans football um, to keep them happy but there's also enough metal in there to keep the metalheads happy as well. Yeah, definitely. This is this is just 20 minutes. It's an album, but it's kind of EP length, really, because most of the tracks are admitted at best kind of thing. Uh, like, it is proper hardcore kind of shit. It's a, it's a solid, harrowing 20 minutes that you won't soon forget. And we're going to listen to a track of that album. Team, which track are we going to listen to? We're going to be closing out tonight with Savage Intolerance. Savage Intolerance. So here we go. Nails from California. Uh, 
get it up yeah thank you for listening do we have to get nails up us you do sure we've got another while until we have to record again by pressing play you agree to the terms and conditions and one of the (laughs) terms is you have to get nails up you well look we've enjoyed it or at least around you (laughs) okay guys this is seven savage intolerance from nails's new album you will never be one of us this has been and will continue to be gary groom and I will maybe or maybe not tame by the end of the uh, episode. I think we've had too many beers and alcoholic ginger beers. And so we're going to close it out right now. Now? Now. One last thing before we go is a little something from the cutting room floor. We uh, we thought it best to take out. <laughs> yeah, I I regret all of it. So why not include it right at the end of the podcast episode? I know. Well, considering we regret everything we do in this life, it's you know we may as well show it. We've showed this much. So welcome to our regret. Thanks and bye. Welcome to our regret. Is that the name of your next poem? It could be the name of your next soul album. (laughs) (laughs) After a soul patch in the sun. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.
Hello, and welcome to the fifth full-length episode of the Deaf Talk About Metal podcast. You're listening to the dulcet tones of Gary Grimm. And don't forget the smooth, sexy, sassy sounds of Tane. That was none of those words applied in that situation whatsoever. I'm working on it, but do listen for my new soul record coming out later. What's it called? Um... (laughs) titillizing tame tidbits no that's see i gotta work on that more than my smooth sexy sultry tones i think yeah i just there's a lot of things that you have to work on it (laughs) you'll get there eventually or death will take you before you do hey look here's hoping here is hoping indeed i think we all hope that tame <laughs> oh fuck. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> if I had a decent album title, it would have been fine. I know. I like putting it on the spot though. Yeah, that's true. That's All okay. Right. I just need more of these and then I'll be fine. Let's keep that and let's just go again. Yeah, cool.